Hello, welcome one more time to Hola Esh. Today, I'm more than satisfied to have this program because today, if I do the introduction of this girl, it will take like 20 minutes, but she will talk about her own life. So with us, I don't know how to pronounce it well, it's Maja Paul. Yak. Yak. Paul Yak, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for, for being here. No problem. It's a pleasure to be with you. Maya, where can we start? Every time when I have a, a guest in here, uh, we start from where, how you started in volleyball. I already know that your father was a basketball player because everywhere <laughs> you say it. But you could choose in that time basketball. He pushed you to, to volleyball and how do you make the click? How do you get in love in the in the volleyball world? Yeah, my, my dad was a very uh, supportive uh, figure uh, throughout my whole uh, childhood uh, and, and career. Uh, but uh, he wasn't really uh, in favor of me starting with basketball mm -hmm. uh, because um, he didn't want me to go through all the hits uh, with the elbows uh, under the under the basket so it's not exactly the uh, type of sport that he imagined his only girl uh, to do and um, he, he played it really uh, in a tricky way um, he mm -hmm. didn't tell me you're not allowed uh, okay. to, to go to basketball he let me do the practices uh, and everything and then uh, he took me to see uh, the best volleyball match I could possibly see at the time. Uh, Where was, it was? Uh, it was in Zagreb uh, and it was uh, the Champions League uh, Final Four. Wow. <laughs> so wow. <laughs> he did it, he played it smart. Okay. He took me to see the, the best uh, that was possible to see at the time. And I saw uh, the finals, uh, Mladost against uh, Uralochka. They bo both had uh, excellent teams uh, at the time. So I said, I mean, it really looks fun okay. <laughs> looking the, the best possible uh, level of volleyball uh, at the time. And I said, sure, I mean, uh, let's, let's give it a try. And it all started that way. Uh, you are from Croatia. Correct. But there, I don't know the culture of volleyball. Was it a really famous in that time? Because I know Croatia, they have a football, a strong football team, yeah. but it's not like Italy or I would say Turkey or yeah. Russia. Or Brazil. <laughs> Brazil, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, no, there, there's not uh, this uh, huge uh, culture of uh, volleyball, but uh, at the time uh, we had a very successful uh, national team. Uh, they were, I believe, three years in a row uh, second at the European Championship. All right. And it was the period uh, when uh, Mladost Zagreb and a few years later also um, Dubrovnik, um, they were investing a lot of money and they had very uh, competitive uh, teams that uh, did really well uh, in the Champions League um, competition. So um, it was really the golden era of... Uh, Croatian volleyball, I can also say the level of the championship was really very high. So I was fortunate enough to be part of the Croatian volleyball at the best possible time. I know you began there at 15 years old, which was really young. And then at 16 yeah. years old, you had uh, like the best 
results ever. Yeah. Was I, it? Yeah, well, uh, I, I started uh, quite strongly. I mean, uh, as soon as I got into volleyball, uh, they saw potential um, because I was tall and I was coming from a sport family. I, I mean, for me, I could always uh, stay as much as I wanted outdoor and play. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, the only thing that my mom and dad would tell me was, please go home when all of your friends go home. So I was I was allowed to spend time outdoor as much as I wanted. Uh, nice. On the other hand, um, I was not allowed to to stand in front of the screen as much as I wanted. All so right, that, that all was right. their way of actually. <laughs> it was another me. area. Yeah, it yeah, was another yeah. age. It was yeah, a... yeah. So it was it was funny because they would really let me let me uh, play outdoor as much as I wanted. So uh, yeah, I, I played football, handball, uh, tennis. Uh, uh, basketball, everything. So for me, volleyball, yeah, it was fun. But uh, I think I had quite a good coordination for a, for a kid at that time because I bas basically grew up doing sports all the time. I grew up uh, in a sport hall watching my dad. Uh, at home, it was always sports on TV. So uh, yeah, they, they recognized the talent. Uh, they put me into the to the fire straight away and at, at the age of 15 I was already playing the first uh, national league <laughs> which at the time was uh, as I said very competitive and at the age of 16 uh, I started playing for the senior national team so wow. um, those were all uh, let's say uh, a lot of steps in a, in a short period and uh, yeah it made me fall in love in vo with volleyball uh, even more because uh, I enjoyed it and also the results were coming uh, back easily. Just putting the volleyball apart, <laughs> yeah. that little girl with, with uh, no, 12, 15, yeah. in that age they say is the complicated age. You were tall, yeah. you were into a sport, yeah. but you had another life, friends. Yeah. Was it a problem for you? Like uh, they were talking about parties and, and, and boys and I don't know mm -hmm. what they talk about and you yeah. were just with the ball. Yeah, um, I was never stressed into doing uh, sports. So my, my parents made it really very um, clear for me that uh, it's going to be just my decision. And um, once again, I mean, I noticed a lot of parents putting a lot of pressure to their kids, whether it's about school, whether it's about uh, extra uh, school activities. Uh, they were, they, uh, they, they, made me understand how cool would it be to be the best okay. but uh, they never stressed me or pushed me Push into, into something you know I, I spent hours watching Jordan at TV but not because my dad wanted me to become the new Jordan he just wanted me to uh, see how cool it is to right. be right. as successful as Jordan so I was just competitive as 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 soon as I started uh, playing and and watching all that sport from when you're a kid and seeing uh, teams fight for the results and everything. I think it really shaped me as a person. But I'm very proud to say that I had wonderful parents that were really supportive and only pushed me to be honest and to be dedicated to the things that I chose to do. So. Yeah, it was not uh, easy not to go to all the parties, but um, I think that I had a beautiful uh, quality of life uh, afterwards uh, okay. because I did sacrifice sometimes at the age uh, when when kids were going to to parties with their um, 
schoolmates and to the trips with the schools that I had to skip and uh, etc. But uh, I was in Japan when I was 16, you know, and <laughs> <laughs> none and, of them were there. Yeah, and uh, I was uh, I was live I was uh, I lived in uh, in Italy for for eight years. I. I lived in Turkey for, for eight years. Don't go that far, yeah. don't go that far, because we are going to give them step by step what they need to know. Yeah. So I know also that, okay, now I understand because mm -hmm. your parent gave you that freedom to choose, yeah. which is so important and difficult this yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, yes. every, every father, they want the best for the child and yeah. every time they are thinking about the future. You have to play piano, you yeah. have to uh, play football, you have to, you have to know. Let them choose, yeah. and if they want to be a chef, okay, yeah, just go ahead. But I know you have to decide between studies, yeah, and Italy, yeah, It which is. nevertheless, talking about volleyball, is the big house. <laughs> It's like, uh, I would say Jordan and this guy. Yeah. How do you see this guy over here? Yeah, Kobe, uh -huh. <laughs> uh, it's like talking like the NBA, yeah, of, of volleyball. So Uh, what about that time? You okay? It was clearly easy. Okay, I'm going for volleyball, or it was a hard decision oh, for you? It was a very hard decision. It was actually the moment where my parents once again showed me that, <laughs> like, they're never gonna push me or stress me uh, with anything. Uh, I, I was young. Uh, I was 17 years old, uh, and it was the moment where I got my first uh, offer to go uh, abroad. And uh, it started w in a weird way. I mean, um, we were when I was 16, uh, I was at a, a international tournament. I think it was the World Championships and uh, some um, uh, scouts uh, from uh, the States approached me and uh, they offered me the scholarship. So uh, at the age of 16, I already had uh, quite a good certainty of, you know, heading into really good direction with the uh, education, with the uh, sports as well. Mm -hmm. um, and um, I was like, okay, so everything seems like working really fine. It's, it's great. Uh, and then at the age of 17, I got uh, an offer to go to play um, abroad to Italy, but as a professional. So it was a moment where I had to choose if I accepted a professional contract, I would not uh, have the possibility to study, uh, to, study to, to get the scholarship uh, as an athlete because it doesn't apply for uh, professional athletes. And, uh, and first it was an offer from a, a small club that was Vicenza. Then uh, uh, as soon as it's, the rumors started in, in volleyball uh, world, uh, then I got an offer from Bergamo. I got an offer from uh, Cannes uh, that was a French club and at the time really the uh, extremely successful and, and won, uh, I think, two Champions uh, League uh, titles. So, like in one moment, I had no idea what am I supposed to do. So clearly, the easiest thing to do was ask my questions, uh, ask my parents the question if they would uh, take the decision on my behalf because I'm too young. <laughs> But uh, the answer what, what that was I got, in your head in that time, okay, just, studies, <laughs> volleyball. Oh, this team is good. <laughs> I'm the best in the world, but no, you didn't, you no, didn't really no. start to play yet. You didn't show, you have no, talent, but you didn't yeah. show yourself. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, what was yeah. in your mind? My mind was just, uh, I was scared of doing the wrong choice. All right. uh, you know, very, very honest and very humble uh, 
uh, answer because um, I knew that I was a kid. Uh, I knew that I had my whole life in front of me and I knew that the decision I was supposed to make would uh, really determine in which direction my life would go because uh, okay. it was clear that um, at the time uh, the level of volleyball uh, at the universities uh, in, in US was not as high as it was now. And it would be mainly a, a choice uh, in regards to education and not that much uh, towards volleyball, mm -hmm. which was a very a good choice to do anyway yeah, yeah. Uh, because it would ensure me a, a, a degree from a very uh, well accepted and, and popular uh, university and uh, and on the other hand uh, going to Italy would mean big question mark over education because uh, at the time I didn't even finish high school. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I was, I was So you just went there and then you finished your high school or how yeah, was it? Yeah. So I, I was I was let's say a big nerd. <laughs> I had straight A's <laughs> at school and I was I was one of the three uh, best uh, students in my high school. All right. So uh, when I took the decision to go uh, to Italy when I finally um, said okay let's just um, leave the states aside and I'll go to Italy and I'll I'll finish that university somehow you know it's not gonna be that level of university but I'm gonna do it and um, we my parents went to speak uh, to to the dean and uh, of the school and uh, they said I mean there were never issues with this kid I mean uh, hmm. with the studies and it would be really a shame to limit someone uh, to have a successful uh, sport career. Um, she's getting a one in a lifetime opportunity and uh, we're gonna do everything that we can to support her. And I'm, I'm still very grateful um, that I had such a reasonable person on the other side and uh, the Dean spoke to the professors. So we agreed that I would come uh, once in a month and I would uh, step by step uh, do um, certain parts uh, of the, of the tests so it doesn't really pile up everything in one shot nice. so I was going I was coming once in a month uh, I would do uh, several uh, subjects and then I would uh, go back uh, to Italy and, and continue uh, continue with my regular weekly <laughs> duties <laughs> with the two practices and matches and everything yeah so you were happy with the system in that time yeah, I was I was very satisfied because um, it was not an easy decision to take, but uh, I had a lot of support, uh, and hopefully, I think I, I earned the support uh, that I had. So yeah, I managed to finish the the high school, and I started uh, playing in the best league uh, at the time. So it was an excellent choice. Now I'm <laughs> gonna put in here where and how many years she played, but let's talk because. There are many friends looking at you and they know, yeah, I play with you. But how was the experience around Italy? Because I know you play in Russia as well, which is completely different. Yeah. Just tell me about the rhythm, how you felt the, the ambience, because it's a really culture going on in Italy. Yeah. That's true. It was the best uh, possible choice for um, a young player at the time you get into a system that works flawlessly with the excellent coaches uh, with a great um, conditioning system uh, with a lot, a lot of uh, match preparation so tactical preparation was really at, at the top level 
And uh, I came uh, as a middle blocker uh, and I didn't know the basics of, of uh, blocking. Uh, I had, everybody could see that I had a strong wish, but I didn't know how to do a cross step, which is... Are you serious? <laughs> yes, I'm, okay. I'm completely serious. I was doing lateral steps as a middle blocker, uh, which is like... And a cross step for a middle blocker is the alphabet uh, for, for, for people that are, don't uh, know that uh, deeply volleyball. It's like uh, really the alphabet of, of uh, yeah. the role. And uh, yeah, I had coaches that had um, the patience to, to take the time to, to work with me. I had excellent teammates really that were never tired of giving me a hand and helping me out. But I had also a very strong uh, wish uh, and the motivation that everybody recognized. And that's why it was, I was getting all the support that I was getting because, you know, for me, it was just like the end goal and uh, we need to win and I'm going to work hard so that we win. So I guess everybody recognized that, fortunately. Wow. You are saying so and I know you were one of the best blockers middle blockers but your your main goal your main job was there like winning and set by yourself just blocking <laughs> which is for me one of the hardest skills yeah it's in, not, in, it's because not it's, you can predict where the ball is going like when reception yeah the ball is going to come here uh, setting but block you find good hitters who can avoid block And when you are saying so, it's like, okay, I respect that. Then from Italy, you went to Turkey, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I spent eight beautiful years in Italy in the system that I said, uh, in, uh, with a public that was just amazing. Like every match, it was yeah. uh, sold out. Uh, and it was just such a pleasure to, to play in front of the Italian crowd that, uh, that lived the uh, volleyball so intensively with the passion yeah. yeah with the passion and uh, and then yeah uh, i just decided that i'm gonna go to turkey and everybody told me i was nuts <laughs> at the time <laughs> so again a quite weird uh, decision that i took yeah i guess i i didn't take the the most expected decisions throughout more my career But I got a good offer and um, I saw the potential in the Turkish league because I realized that they were getting more and more money and I knew that it was just a matter of time that uh, most of the strongest players in female volleyball would, uh, would move there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, what happened is that I went the year before the economic crisis in Europe started. <laughs> okay. So I, I prepared myself a bit to the... Uh, the grounds and then when the economic crisis started everybody just wanted to go to Turkey so you were already there but I was already there and things were much much more simple for me at the time okay yeah. okay let's talk about Magia outside of the court yeah were you this girl who every time was like uh, let's say Kobe just mm -hmm. focus on the game watching games never going out never drinking never nothing at all no outside of volleyball not at all <laughs> not at all <laughs> it was a it was a tricky question because i met you once in ankara yeah. we were i was playing also there in ankara in turkey and you were there in one party it was like yeah. after you were playing i say saturday and we were playing sunday like mm -hmm. uh, every time is uh, mm -hmm. half season yeah. you first and then we go first 
And I remember about you because you were playing, I think, with one Cuban girl, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, Tasmaria Aguero. Aguero, Aguero, yeah. yeah. And so I knew about you. Yeah. And if you will tell me now, no, I never party, I will say <laughs> you are a liar. <laughs> no, no. You see, I mean, I'm, I'm honest. Uh, no, I, I can say that uh, it's weird again. I mean, you will probably be shocked with the... <laughs> what kind of advice my dad gave me as a as an ex-athlete but he told me it's very important after the match to go out <laughs> so yeah i mean at the time of to me it looked like uh, aren't you supposed to tell me like just to stay home or what and uh, he he always uh, like pushed me to to go out first of all to socialize with my teammates because he thought that uh, Uh, bonds are built also outside of the court and mm -hmm. he was mm -hmm. absolutely right and second thing because um, it's important to let loose after all the stress and all the adrenaline that you have on the court so uh, yeah I would definitely never recommend to anybody that does sport to just focus on sports and nothing else for me yeah I was partying with my with my teammates uh, I was never partying if I had a an important match never before the match never if I had a morning practice but um, on the other hand uh, if I had a morning off or it if it was far from the from the next match uh, I would I would gladly go out and uh, have some fun with my friends what a dad <laughs> yeah huh? <laughs> talking again about your dad for me this is important tip that I'm gonna I'm gonna remark in here so You are who you are because he was the one giving you the right advice at the right time, wasn't it? Definitely, but please don't forget my mom. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> please don't forget my mom. Parents. <laughs> yeah. Parents. Yeah, no, I have a very, very strong bond with my uh, parents and I consider them really the reason for all the success that I had. Uh, they, they were extremely supported. They did a lot of sacrifices in order to help me achieve my dreams and um, yeah I just adore them wow that's beautiful that's beautiful yeah. when you talk about parents mm -hmm. and it's important for all of you if you are parents how important should be the right advice let them be basically I would say let them yeah. be uh, yeah if your son wants to you know so do something wrong okay you have to tell him or tell her what what is wrong or not but Just let them be and talking about sports is a, a beautiful way to live your life. It yeah. gives you so many important things, so many, I don't know, for me, I, I achieve everything for sports. I, I met you through the sport also yeah. for, oh, <laughs> because of volleyball, but before doing the, the episode with you, I was reading and reading a lot of about you. And it's impressive. All everywhere you went, you won. Yeah. You were in Italy, you won. You were in, in Turkey, you won. You were in Russia, you won. So even if I would be a, a owner of one team, I say, okay, I want to win the championship. I will take her. I will put it in the bench. But I'm going to win, <laughs> basically. But uh, that those years were for you as stressful it was a part of your life you enjoy or or you say i'm lucky no i mean uh, you 
you when you when you look at the results you see only the fun part but there's a lot of uh, let's say difficult things uh, behind uh, certainly we are going to play now sad music <laughs> no, go ahead go ahead no. certainly there were moments when uh, you know you work hard and uh, the results is, uh, are not coming certainly there are moments where uh, you mess up something uh, and you blame yourself for losing there are moments where you're at the top but your teammates don't uh, perform uh, the right way so i mean in team sports you can never know what's going to what's going to happen and uh, yeah i had a certain situations where i felt down uh, i felt sad uh, especially my last year in uh, in russia i can say that uh, were quite heavy on me because uh, was was quite heavy on me not because i didn't like russia or because i had problems with the club uh, on the contrary um, they were great and uh, i was really happy about that choice but doing those trips like you just go from moscow to like uh, approximately where Tokyo is uh, to to play a match and then you come back and when you're at the end of your career and at a certain it's age hard, uh, no? yeah it's very hard to recover plus i had uh, many injuries um, that um, were just uh, making things even more difficult so yeah i mean it was it was really tough but i told myself i'm not leaving this country without a trophy <laughs> nice and uh, yeah we succeeded uh, in a very difficult uh, series with uh, with Kazan um yeah i had uh, disappointments in in turkey until we managed to um, uh, to finally win uh, against fenerbahce which was at the time a very strong team and mm-hmm. had a multiple times a higher budget uh, than we did uh but yeah when it was the most important day we won and we were the first uh uh turkish team that won uh european uh, the most elite european cup in team sports uh so we broke the ice for turkey let's say afterwards nice. clearly uh, many other trophies arrived but we we made the his- the history and it's cool to say yeah we made the history <laughs> but i i was frustrated for two years uh, in a row in turkey because we couldn't win against fenerbahce in national in national championship and we kept losing against them every match and in the national cup and then let's say that when it was most important we managed to win against them and bring home the the most important uh, victory yeah so um Yeah, there, there there's always uh, ups and downs. I mean, just like in life, uh, you can never have a, a perfectly smooth uh, uh, path uh, whether you're talking about sports, uh, different type of career, life, it's always a roller coaster. Was was that opportunity when you were close to make the Olympic Games in Yeah, Sydney was. Yeah, yeah. But you didn't make it. Was a, a hard time for you because yeah. I read. Yeah, yeah, you. But how you were through the process? You say, okay, now I'm going to basketball. Yeah, no, it's. Uh, I mean, I started being part of the national uh, team when I was 16. So and I started playing uh, at the time in the starting six. So clearly not making to the roster of the national team that's competing uh, for the. Uh, for the Olympics was a big disappointment for me um, but uh, yeah uh, I, I thought you know it was a one in a, a lifetime situation didn't go through 
but it pushed me to take a decision that I took that year um, and I decided to go to Italy to search for new motivation, new challenges and I would have never had the courage to, to take that type of decision if I didn't uh, um, go through this big disappointment that I did because if I just made it to the Olympics at the age of 17, I would wow. probably say, okay, <laughs> what reach, else? The, reach the goal, <laughs> like it doesn't matter. Um, and everything else doesn't matter. So I, I, I just, uh, you know, thought, uh, okay, first of all, it was like, oh my God, the end of the world, what kind of a, um, a lost occasion. Uh, but yeah, I just uh, put my things together, you know, like my brains and my emotions and everything. And uh, I told myself, hey, tomorrow is a new day. I mean, this is just a battle that I lost, but there's another war to, to, to win. So um, started working again, found a new motivation and yeah, it went well in the end. Wow, that sounds, sounds good. Sounds easy. You make it look easy. Uh, Maya, I, I remember that Maya 12 years ago. We are, we are getting old yeah, uh, and you were pretty, pretty fit. When I say fit, you have no idea. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to put some pictures now. This girl was incredible fit muscles everywhere. It was a gift also, or you worked for it. I mean, saying uh, you ate, you ate healthy, you were drinking just water uh, every day you were doing the routine or you are this person that you eat whatever you want and every time you are there? Uh, a bit of both, I have to say. My dad looked like uh, like someone built him, you know, when, <laughs> when he played uh, basketball. Uh, yeah, he looked like a monument, I don't know. I mean, when I saw his photos when he was playing, I was like, like you can see like all of the anatomy on your body <laughs> and uh and he was like yeah but it comes with uh, with time honey just you know like don't go hard on yourself because when i started i mean i i should show you photos when i started playing uh, i looked like a little ball you know i was like <laughs> this, was this, this chubby face uh, you know like a lot of uh, mass on the on the shoulders and and legs but there was no definition and uh, and it, it was just <laughs> as he did as he said you know it just takes time the body remembers if you if you get used to it mm -hmm, but you mm -hmm. can't uh, get to certain uh, results uh, overnight so um, yes on one hand i think i was uh, i had good genetics uh, on the other hand i worked a lot i worked really heavy but fun thing, for example, I never, even though everybody was like focusing on my arms, uh, yeah, they were very strong. They play with the, the short sleeve. Yeah, yeah. And she have it like, come on, this is not Yeah, normal. but it, it was funny because like, uh, I, I really wasn't lifting that much with arms. You know, I had the teammates that were lifting way more than I did. Um, but I was uh, doing a lot of exercises uh, for legs and especially for... Uh, uh, to be explosive, okay. uh, a lot of hand cleans and this kind of uh, let's explosive say explosive movements. Yeah. movements. So I think uh, that's why I was moving that quick uh, on the um, on the court, and I was always able to, even though I was so tall, uh, make those lateral movements uh, quite quite explosively. For the coordination of the yeah. lower body. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, uh, let's say that my arms didn't really reflect. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the actual <laughs> strength uh, that was in it. 
It's just a gift from my dad, probably. All right, all right. <laughs> and were your teammates every time they were jealous about you or they went just crazy about it? Yeah, they, they were. I have to say they were. Because, I, I, I mean, they would see me work out. Uh, I mean, I, I, was, I really didn't have the, the power to, to, to lift uh, that much as they did. You know, I had teammates <laughs> that were lifting, I don't know, 24 kilos uh, in, each, uh, in each arm. And they were know? coming to you, come on, come on tell me the secret. Yeah, yeah. And I was, I was just like, I don't know, working out with uh, 16, 18, you know, which is not that bad, <laughs> but still very far from, uh, from the results they were doing. Um, But yeah, I mean, uh, they, they were jealous because I would, you know, eat a block of chocolate uh, and, and still <laughs> really? not have uh, problems uh, with, uh, with fat that uh, some of them used to have. I, I worked a lot. I generally ate healthy, but I also, I have to be very honest, I ate a lot of sweets. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I mean, I'm telling Can you. Can we delete that? Just <laughs> And I still do. I still do. I mean, like... Uh, chocolate ice cream okay. you, you, can ask, you can ask my my uh, colleagues at work i mean there's always someone coming to our office because i always have some secret stash of chocolate uh, you know <laughs> so <laughs> i wasn't expecting that no, no, I, Ooh, i know you have made a lot of uh, as i said before successful career trophies <laughs> but Winning the most spectacular volleyball player in the 15, 2015. How was it? Were you expecting that in that time or you were just, okay, oh, it wasn't expected. So what it means for you getting that trophy, that position that, you know, is in the world yeah, and uh, you got it. I have to tell you, like every time that I was doing, uh, let's say, um, Uh, I was getting a, a, a individual uh, trophy at some um, e event, for example. Mm -hmm. It was based on the statistics, you know. So, right. uh, you know, I would get it and I would be happy that I earned it. Because you were blocking or you yeah, were attacking. I, mean, I or had you were... concrete numbers that would back up the trophy. Yeah, you know? yeah, and yeah. when I got the, the, this prize uh, in particular, I had no idea... <laughs> why they chose me and what was it based on and what was the criteria of forgetting that, uh, uh, that it looks uh, sorry but it looks for me the, because I watched the video and you were dressing like how is the name again of the, the, the girl I said before the actress the actress Sandra Bullock she was looking like Sandra Bullock <laughs> so fancy but you, even there you were like nervous why you want to know the truth because i was scared that i would fall down in high heels <laughs> come on like it was it was like the, the the biggest joke in my among my friends and among my family i was like my goal for this evening is just that i don't fall down in high heels you know like it was honest. it was the girl it was and that girl uh, <laughs> the same and yeah. you know this is maya blah, 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 and she did, she did that question like When did you start it? And you say, at 12. <laughs> you say, no more. Yeah, I yeah, know. It was really... Also, it was not really the, the type of uh, event that I was feeling at home. You know, mm -hmm. I was feeling at home uh, on the court with my teammates. And this was the first time that I was uh, at, a, at a gala. Uh, invited, uh, all dressed up uh, for this occasion um, with people that I barely knew. I mean, mm -hmm. some of them I saw sometimes 
clearly I was sitting with the with the other athletes that got the prizes so I knew them but for the rest I felt a little bit you know like who are these people <laughs> you know and and now I actually work with those people all right all right yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. what a big change no yeah yeah it was a big change what about your parents were they happy when when you received that spectacular player of the world yeah of course I mean my parents were always extremely supportive and um, I remember my grandma was uh, like she was the proudest one of ever wow. yeah yeah wow. she was just uh, she's not with us anymore unfortunately but yeah that was the uh, the last prize uh, that she saw me winning so it, it was really You know, I'm I'm happy that I managed to to make her proud once again. She always followed uh, very closely, as as all of my grandparents uh, did. But yeah, it kind of that prize kind of connects me with the uh, with the fact that it was the last prize that she ever saw me uh, getting. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, let's play some fun now. <laughs> So we know that after you finish your career, you uh, begin working in the federation, in the CIF, in the European Federation. You are one of the coordinators in events. Yep. Yep. Were you needing all this routine from volleyball when you started to go to the office? Because you, you put your sports shoes in one side, going, learning new things because yep. it's not the same. But even though was that energy on you to say, okay, I need to do my, my workout, I need to do this. How was this process between ending your career and starting in, for me, one of the best, I would say the best because it's volleyball yeah, yeah. company in, in Europe. Yeah. Uh, it was very traumatic, honestly, because, uh, I mean, you completely drastically switch life and uh, from being active uh, all of your all of the day, you, now you have to sit at a table and <laughs> just stare at the computer and work <laughs> with the computer. So, yeah, I was I was able to to focus on practice for three hours without uh, dropping my focus for mm -hmm. a second and now this was a different type of focus that I was uh, supposed to to get and um, it, it took me a while it was sh uh, for sure not easy um, it took me a while to find uh, the perfect routine for myself in this type of uh, lifestyle but uh, yeah I tried first I was like doing some workouts after the, uh, the working hours Uh, then I was uh, like even trying to do them before because I realized that, you know, when you start working, sometimes uh, it just the day gets too long. But I'm not really the morning type because, uh, yeah, professional uh, <laughs> sport uh, doesn't make you feel really good in the mornings. Uh, so, yeah, when I wake up, I feel like oh, my ankles are stiff, my back is stiff, you know, and I feel like a piece of wood and it takes me time to uh, for the body to, to start. So you are not a morning person? No, not at all. I mean, my, my work actually, work, uh, my uh, brain works quite well in the morning, but my body just doesn't follow. So yeah, it's better to keep me like <laughs> start the day. <laughs> Around uh, 11, contact her, but not at 9 <laughs> or at 10. She's going to yeah. be just, no, no, we what can do speak. you want? We can speak at 9. We can speak at 8.30. That's not an issue, but please don't make me jump uh, at that time. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So uh, yeah, now I, let's say I found a, a very good balance. And um, I always try to split the day uh, during lunchtime. Uh, I run home 
I do a quick workout and I go back to work. Really? Yeah. Every single day? Not every single day. I do it four times a week. But uh, yeah, the days that I don't work out, uh, I go for walks after work. So still some kind of physical activity. But I try to do to move my body every single day somehow. Wow, nice. Talking also about your job. You are doing, you are running events. When you see the future now, the yeah. volleyball players, are you sometimes feeling like, okay, she should do that when the game finish i'm gonna tell her what she have to do or it's just a one part of your life and you just enjoy and you see volleyball like one spectator not like a really in detail tell me the truth please okay i will tell you the truth i'm not able to watch volleyball the way i used to watch it before because okay. i keep looking how the floor stickers are set on the court uh, what kind of led system they're using around the All court right. uh, what right. kind of light system they use and i'm just so much focusing on what I do right now that um, like it really takes a lot of effort for me to watch the game and to think about tactics and and the players performance it it's really tough you know right, like yesterday right. was the last time uh, that uh, actually was a it's a good moment it took me like an hour and a half uh, watching uh, the Italian Cup finals to focus finally uh, the last set on, on the game itself. But for an hour and a half, I was just staring on everything around the court. So All the single details yeah, which involve yeah. your How job. How the floor stickers are set, what kind of sponsors there are there, <laughs> like uh, uh, the branding uh, in the venue and everything. So uh, how the floor looks uh, from above, the color combinations. I mean, yeah. It's, Is it's, it easier now or... I know it's sad, but it's easier now that there is no fans around, so you could be more focused. Or when there are the the crowd. Oh no, I don't. I don't look at them at all. I mean, it's crazy. They're just this uh, obsession with these <laughs> work-related <laughs> details. It's it's ridiculous. Like sometimes people were even telling me about a specific action that happened on the court, or of a specific reaction for from the public, and I didn't even notice it because I was just like focusing on what's happening. Uh, that's that's related to work so and is it happening now like for example you are just focusing your in your job like the sticker and whatever mm -hmm. and some fans coming please i remember you can you give me a picture did it happen yeah it did it a did. lot um, during euro volley yeah i would say i was in two countries where there's a strong volleyball culture so yeah, for example, I can tell you honestly, in France, no one had uh, the, the, the slightest clue of who I was. But uh, <laughs> when I was in, um, in Poland, which is a very um, volleyball-orientated country, uh, I had a lot of people stopping me and I had to tell them, I'll stop by later, sorry, work. <laughs> and, and then I would come in, in some moment that I, I could... Uh, uh, dedicate uh, which them. is difficult no because yeah. they will think ah oh, no now she's a superstar she doesn't want no, to take a no, picture no. i mean I, I always try to i mean in the end uh, it's not like there's a lot thousands of people uh, having that request so that i forget them I mean, it's just <laughs> that you know it's two three enthusiasts uh, so it's it's nothing nothing major and in turkey of course when i was there for the Eurovolley women for the final phase uh, I spent eight years so clearly there was quite a lot of people that uh, remembered me there as well nice so Maya another part of your life let's go to the part of the fans because 
you were playing in Italy for many years, in Turkey for many years, and then people get used to see you uh, every time you are there in the newspaper holding the trophy. Was it a dream for you, like, I would like to achieve this, or it just came with the work you put on it? No, it was, uh, I mean, it was a dream ever since I was a kid. Uh, I can tell you very honestly, I was uh, <clears throat> jogging, Uh, to, to let's say prepare myself uh, for the upcoming season so it was just an extra work that I was doing on my own and uh, when I was feeling down and tired I would just tell myself just run it like you have to finish now this path really quick because the quicker you finish it you're you see you're gonna win the Champions League you know <laughs> like it sounds really ridiculous uh, it's not like jogging or, or um, running quickly will even uh, help uh, the volleyball performance but it was a good way to uh, train your mind to push yourself and to always find uh, the proper motivation so yeah I never got uh, tired of, uh, of winning trophies and if you see the first uh, trophies that I won or the last trophies that I won, you can see the exactly same enthusiasm of that kid uh, at uh, <laughs> the age of uh, 18 when I raised my first uh, European, actually, no, 17 I was, when I raised my first uh, European trophy. I mean, the enthusiasm and the, hap the happiness is exactly the same from, the, from that time or at the age of 34 when I was uh, finishing uh, my career uh, in, in Russia. Three names of coach, your best coach, like this and this and this. Giovanni Guidetti, number one, he was really uh, an amazing uh, coach. I had him uh, on different occasions. I had him in uh, Italy when I was a kid and uh, he was also a kid. <laughs> we were at the very beginnings. Uh, we were the first team that he ever coached as a, uh, as a head coach. Um, second, I would say Marco Fenoglio. Uh, he was a fantastic uh, motivator and he taught us really to, uh, to fight and to have fun uh, each, uh, each practice. He uh, was really an excellent uh, coach and helped us a lot to build uh, the team spirit. And uh, third one, uh, I would say Lorenzo Micelli, uh, another uh, Italian coach uh, that uh, I really learned uh, a lot from and helped me in certain uh, elements of, of the game to improve it uh, even a little bit more. The Italian system is yeah, amazing. Yeah. It's just fantastic. This one is going to be hard for you, but you have to say it. Yeah. Three best teammates. <laughs> Sure. Um, so, um, Francesca Piccinini, I'm great uh, friends with her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Francesca, yeah, I know many people. Uh, you're not the only one that likes her, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 Bob, I prefer this actress. <laughs> And um, she's really um, an amazing... Uh, she's still playing. She's still at the core. Yeah, she is. I judge her every day, just so you know, but uh, <laughs> I tell her that she's not normal <laughs> because at that age, I don't know how she handles it, but as long as uh, she feels fine, I mean, um, it's, it's, it's great that nothing hurts her. Uh, That's fantastic. So yeah. really a lot of respect. 
Um, then I would say, um, can I can I go to f with four at least? You're, you're really putting me. Uh, <laughs> I knew it. I knew. Uh, you're it. Okay. Really putting okay. Me in a lot okay. Of let's go for the four. Yeah. Uh, then um, I had a great time with um, um, Neslihan uh, and uh, Jelena Nikolic. We played together uh, in Vaka Bank, and there we created really a great uh, spirit. And uh, afterwards, I, I played uh, all of my career in Zajba. She also with Nestle. So, uh, yeah, she's also a great teammate. And, uh, and then I would have to say um, Jordan Larson. Um, we played only for two years but uh, in, in Zajbashi, but we have really a great bond and we're still uh, in contact. So I would put her together with... Betania de la Cruz and I'm already way over and then there's also Natalia Goncharova and, and uh, I mean the, the, okay. the, the list just goes endless no um, very honestly I have to say that I was um, I'm super super happy about the teammates that I had uh, that I had and uh, clearly the, there's no ideal um, uh, teams and there's always uh, at least one person that you're not as close as with the others mm. but uh, I don't know it feels to me like uh, everywhere that I was in the clubs I never had problems with anyone and I just had wonderful uh, people around me are you still in, to in touch with them with many of them I have to say which is surprising because uh, it's been many years we changed many uh, clubs uh, many countries and uh, we changed lifestyles but yeah Today, I was with Paula Paggi. I mean, I, I adore her, but the last time we played, it was, I don't know, in 2004, maybe? That, uh, a few years ago. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. You know, 2006, sorry. 2006, we, we stopped playing together. So, But we still keep contact somehow. It's not as often... But uh, yeah, and every time that we're in someone's area, we, we make sure to uh, let each other know. And uh, yeah, people even sit in a car, drive for an hour and a half, even though they're living different lives, even though they have kids and, <laughs> and different duties. But uh, yeah, we, we always try to find a way to, to see each other and to catch up. And that's awesome. Beautiful, beautiful. Awesome. I'm not going to say three clubs because yeah. it's going to be difficult and I don't want to put you in that place but tell me these three fantastic cities that you are in love with yeah my hometown which is split uh, Croatia okay um, I'm, I'm so in love with my city it's it's just ridiculous even though I spent the uh, least of my life uh, living <laughs> yeah, there yeah uh, I was thinking uh, the same yeah, yeah. I just I just adore it uh, and um, Bergamo was a, a city that I have a lot of uh, beautiful memories. I spent five years when I was, in my opinion, shaping myself as a, as a personality um, and um, becoming the player that I am, that I uh, was, let's say, uh, most of my career. And... Um, and then I would say Istanbul Venezuela, always. Venezuela, Venezuela, you have to say Venezuela. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> but I've never been there. Yeah, I so. know, it's South America. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I would, I, I would have to say Istanbul because uh, there was a very weird uh, relationship with, between me and Istanbul, kind of love and hate. 
Oh. Uh, I, I adored uh, many of the things uh, that Istanbul was offering, but I was just hating the traffic and uh, the fact that you could never have uh, peace and, and uh, a moment of silence <laughs> because it was just so noisy and loud and always. Uh, and, you and were you, dreaming about a quiet place and yeah. now you are in Luxembourg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There yes. is nothing else like Luxembourg because it's so quiet yeah. comparing to... Yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. But uh, it was an amazing city. And, uh, I just loved the, the, the time that I spent there and uh, it just got so much to offer. So it's um, wonderful. Maya, before we finish, is anything that you want to share with us that we haven't talked? You know, I'm feeling mm, or my new project or... Well, not really. There's always something interesting uh, at work. Uh, clearly, I don't think that uh, the audience maybe finds it uh, finds it as interesting <laughs> as I do. So I wouldn't like to <laughs> bother the other with that. But yeah, maybe the the fun thing is that uh, yeah, in this pandemic uh, period, uh, which I'm sure that everybody is uh, getting heavy and and difficult. Um, I tried to um, focus on some other things. So I did some studies for, for myself, did a course to, to improve my professional knowledge. Um, I did uh, a lot of cooking, I have to say, I improved my cooking skills. Cooking? Uh, yeah. Tell me about that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was funny because my mom is an excellent cook uh, and... Uh, It's not just my subjective opinion, but everybody that tries her cuisine is, feels the same enthusiasm as I do. And um, yeah, I mean, we've been uh, like on video calls for ages and she was like guiding me uh, through her recipes. So I did some things that I would never expect uh, for myself to do. I even took what, a barbecue. Why are you especially at like Italian style or? No, not really. I mean, I, I like Italian cuisine, but uh, I don't know the culture from my home. It was always like some type of meat or fish uh, combined with uh, vegetables. As I told you, I mean, I always ate healthy because my mom and dad just <laughs> ate that way. So it was just a, a coincidence. And, uh, and then I would always spice it up with something sweet, clearly. <laughs> so, yeah, I was just uh, doing some, uh, yeah, let's say, if someone told me a year ago that I would be cooking goulash and inviting my <laughs> friends over and that we would kill two, uh, two kilos of meat, uh, I, would, I would think, like, that's never going to happen. <laughs> It's never going to happen. And I actually did that. Uh, I did even a barbecue uh, two or three weeks ago when there was that beautiful uh, mm -hmm. weekend with mm -hmm. the good weather. So I was barbecuing. <laughs> also, like if someone told me <laughs> that I would be doing the barbecue, I would say no. But yeah, I mean, we just tried to find some other ways to, to fill up uh, this void that we're all uh, feeling clearly with the, with the pandemic and focus on, on something positive. Yeah, and a lot, of, a lot of time in the nature. It has been like five months that I've been behind this girl <laughs> asking for one hour, please one hour, please one hour. And today I have to say that It was the best to wait for, for you because uh, knowing you as a normal person, I was expecting <clears throat> here as the biggest star, you know, I play like that. No, no. But no, you are such a cool person, friendly. Uh, I think you are this 
good example for upcoming athletes who could know that don't win a trophy every time do your best but also seeing about the influence of your parents which is so important you say many great things that is just shock me down it's it's beautiful what you said thank you thousand times for for being here it was a pleasure i i hope you you had a good time as a as a we did because here yeah, everybody Absolutely. is it's just you have to see behind the scenes yeah, like. <laughs> with me all the time putting the <laughs> Because we told her spot. she had to drink and put it. <laughs> yeah, I was constantly putting it and here. She was putting it outside <laughs> of that. No, but Maya, uh, thank you, thank you, thousand times for for being here, and uh, hopefully I would like to see you one more time, but we will have to do it in a kitchen. What do you think? Yeah. Oh my god, I'm I'm a horrible multitasker if it's about cooking. So like, okay. I can cook and that's it. I will not talk. So <laughs> if you guys decide and you comment, we want that episode. We want that episode. We are gonna make it. Okay. The only thing that I can possibly do because I have a very special bond with the meat. So maybe barbecuing nice. and talking can be an option. But nice. Perhaps we are gonna do it outdoor in a chill yeah. day, and yeah. we will see how it goes. Sounds okay. Sounds good. Yeah. We have a deal. <laughs> so thank you one more time, Maya. It was a pleasure, and see you guys for the next episode.